It was very important to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Peace and choices and salutations and blessings be upon the most honored, the most revered, the most beloved, the most sublime creation of Allah, Sayyidina wa Habibana wa Mawlana Muhammad sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with this auspicious and blessed day of Yom Jum'ah. Indeed, it is a day wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designated that we open ourselves to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we save ourselves from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may Allah ta'ala allow us to derive the maximum benefits and offer on this day. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us not only to fulfill our obligations on this day, but to make this great day which Allah ta'ala has specified as from amongst the best day of the week, it is a day wherein the sun has not risen over a day which is better than the day of Friday. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the opportunity to be assembled in the best place on the best day, and that is the house of Allah and the best day which is the day of Jum'ah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the opportunity to be from amongst the best of people that Allah ta'ala has guided us into Iman and to Islam. And Allah ta'ala has granted us the best guide in our beloved Nabi Muhammad Mustafa. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So you get to the day that we celebrate. People often contend uh, the exchange of goodwill and kindness and du'as when we greet each other on the eve of Friday by saying to one another, Jum'ah Mubarak. And indeed this is something which is not enshrined, which is not an obligation, is not a compulsion, but nevertheless it is something, alhamdulillah, that fosters love between people. Conditionally, obviously, that it, the intention is sincere and that we really offer a dua in exchange for a gesture of goodwill. Not that we bombard people with messages of Jum'ah Mubarak on Friday until our WhatsApp inboxes uh, cannot handle the capacity anymore. So therefore, there is something that is goodness in it. It is not, as we said, something that we regard as compulsory in the deen. However, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, amongst you. And if you are to wish one another on the day of Jum'ah and we say Mubarak and to congratulate you message that Allah Ta'ala within this time on the day of Jum'ah, there is a specified time wherein the du'as of a believer during the time of Jum'ah and most of the university have mentioned that this is the time between the two khutbahs that are presented by the speaker that this is the ideal time and so an ideal opportunity for the du'as to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala conditionally of course in order to attain that one has to be present in the house of Allah ta'ala during the time of the khutbah and we find that it's a travesty when we find many brothers standing outside at the time of khutbah not interested in a guaranteed duration of time within the du'a that is presented in the court of Allah ta'ala Allah ta'ala will accept and Allah ta'ala will grant it fulfillment so let us understand and let us appreciate the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on Friday. It's not just a formality, it's not just an obligation, but it's an opportunity. And the most successful people in life are not those who are given opportunities, but those who can identify opportunities and exploit the maximum potential from those opportunities. So may Allah ta'ala give us the vision of being able to identify his blessings and bring comfort to him as well. Sometimes it is packaged in difficulties, sometimes it is packaged in trials and calamities, but if we have any Inside, not just the outside of what is occurring, but the inside of the will of Allah and the purpose of Allah Ta'ala granting us these difficulties in the world. Then again, we always look at everything that comes from Allah Ta'ala as good fortune and a blessing. Allah Ta'ala grant us to feed in that regard, inshallah.
الحمد لله ندعو يا حبيبي توفيق ناوي من
that the black thread and the white thread represent day and night, that it will always change and always take away from the time and the life in this world. And he said the honey is the fleeting little enjoyment that we become so consumed with that we forget about everything else that is happening around us and that is the luxuries and comforts of this dunya. So we are so fixated on this honey, we are forgetting that death awaits us, the grave awaits us, day and night our time is going, we are clinging on to something that is slowly disappearing from us, which is life, the world, and we are all just enjoying the honey for the fleeting moment. And that is how he gave the beautiful analogy of how we live in the dunya. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the time and how he has how he has calculated the time and how Allah Ta'ala has given a split in the months. Ayat Allah has made the Islamic year or any year calculatively into five months. Fi kitab this is a sign of Allah Mahfuz, the preserved tablet of Allah. So this is not something, the calculation of time is not something invented by man, or it is not something created by mathematicians, but rather Allah Ta'ala says that this passage of time and how it will be calculated in your life is done on the Lord and Mahfuz, when on the same day that Allah Ta'ala has created the heavens and the earth. Four of them are sacred months. And we have entered the first sacred month, which is the month of Zulqa'da. Now, I'm going to give this for information purposes. As much as many people may know this, but we have some amongst us that do not know this valuable information. So it's our responsibility, alhamdulillah, to impart this, because that is the very nature of why we give a talk on the day of Friday. It is for the sake of education and information so that we can appreciate our deen and the system of our creed as Allah Ta'ala has granted to us the perfect system of life. So the four months, the first is Zulqa'a, then Zulhijjah, then Muharram. So three appear consecutively. The last two months of the calendar and the first month of the fourth coming year. And the one that is separated from them is the month of Rajab. So these are the four sacred months. Now why are they sacred months? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden and prohibited all forms of fighting, all forms of wars, all forms of killing, all forms of murders, whether they are just or unjust killings, Allah Ta'ala says these four months are sanctified months. That the sound of swords should not be heard. In our current context, the firing or the sound of bullets being fired from a gun should not be heard. Meaning it's a month wherein now we align ourselves with the will of Allah Ta'ala, we become more conscious of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and we try and practice more good in this month and we try and abstain from evil in these sacred months. Now, it is proven to the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu that in the sacred months, we should utilize this time to become more open to the mercy of Allah and we should utilize this time to clear ourselves off from the punishment of Allah. Because any good action done in these sacred months, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives additional rewards than would have been appropriate out of the sacred months. So already we are in a great sacred month. So remember any good action that we do now, Alhamdulillah Allah is going to increase the reward for us. However, conversely, any evil that we commit, 
in these four sequences, the punishment is going to be harsher than this very same evil act being committed out of these four months. So this is a very, very critical time for us. So here, obviously, it's just natural for us to approach the sacred months thinking we will do more good because there is greater value in this month and we will abstain from evil as we should only abstain from evil. But here, the motivation that we're going to be punished more severely if we conduct any evil affairs in these four sacred months. So let us be very, very aware of that. It is about being, having a sense of awareness of where we are, the time we are in, and what is necessarily required for us to have a good standing in the Akhir. So this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us these four sacred principles. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this has been established. And this will continue to remain established as the lunar calendar of the Muslims until the Day of Judgment. And Allah Ta'ala says, and Allah Ta'ala reminds us, that do not oppress yourselves in these four sacred months. Now when Allah Ta'ala speaks about self-oppression, we accept that Allah is most judge, so Allah Ta'ala is not an oppressor. However, if Allah is to punish, and if Allah Ta'ala is to demonstrate His wrath upon people, then that is not oppression from Allah, that is not cruelty from Allah, but rather that is Allah Ta'ala executing the consequences of our action, as He has promised us, if you do good, you will be wrong, if you do bad, you will be punished. So the choice is us. Allah has clearly outlined, highlighted, and specified that for any evil action, you will be punished. And so if one goes against this warning of Allah Ta'ala, and one does not take proportionate measures to abstain from evil, so when we commit the action, it is not Allah who is the oppressor by punishing us, but rather this is self-oppression because we wish to be punished by choice. And we have chosen to do that which is evil and consequently uh, liable for punishment. So therefore Allah says, in these months, don't Oppress yourselves. Now, oppression can be understood in two ways as well. The first is, don't oppress yourselves by doing such actions for which you are going to be punished. And the second form of oppression is deprivation. Don't deprive yourself of the goodness that is contained within these four months and do not take it accidentally, do not take it with apathy, do not take it severely, do not undervalue it or devalue it. Allah says, don't oppress yourself. Here is an opportunity. Here I am offering something that is greater for you and better for you. If you deprive yourself by not taking full advantage, then again you have committed cruelty and injustice and oppression against yourself. So Allah is doing it here. When he says, فَلَا تَذْنِمُ أَنفُسَكُمْ فِيهِمْ That do not in any way oppress yourself. So this is how, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has given us to understand the beautiful months of Islam. The sacred months of Islam, within them, obviously, there are very significant events which have taken place, and there are very significant events which will come, inshallah, in the next month, such as Hajj. In the month of Muharram, we know that it's sacred. The month of Rajab is sacred. So, Allah Ta'ala associates greatness of time to greatness of events. And when Allah Ta'ala has created events that take place for us to remember when this is a yearly cycle that on these days, in those months, during this time, we will remember these great days now. For us, we might think, well, this is going to become an exercise in monotony. 
that every year at the same time we do the same thing for the same purpose, for the same objective, Alhamdulillah. When someone is proven to be perfect, it does not require any form of development, no improvement, no accentuation, because Allah has created the system perfect, therefore we call it as Allah Ta'ala has decreed. This is not monotony, it is not being repetitive, but rather it is becoming acclimatized for many of us with these actions on an ongoing basis so that every year is expected to be more sincere and more worthy than the year before. If you had to do something different every day, you would become an expert at nothing. If you had to do something different every day, we would have no skill which we can call as absolute, that we are absolutely skilled and challenged in that regard. But persistence, repetitiveness, and doing the same thing over and over again achieves perfection. And that is why Allah has given us five salah every day. Nothing different we have to do. We don't have to exaggerate, we don't have to build in here. No, Allah says do the same thing. But continuously do it until you reach or attain the state of perfection, where not only your body is performing the salah, but your heart is aligned to the submission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many of us have been performing salah? For many years, from the time we reach maturity. But yet we still have a problem focusing. We still have a problem with distractions. Sometimes we do it while our minds are searching around the world for everything to distract us and we are forgetting to focus on our salah. So the more we do something, the better we become at it. And this is why Alhamdulillah Allah says there's not going to be any changes. Do it, do it well, achieve perfection. On the other hand, they say that stupidity, sometimes we take wrong approaches to things. But we will persist on that. And why? Because maybe it does not require discipline. It does not require any changes in our approach because human beings are very averse to change. We do not want to change. Sometimes we sit in the house of Allah. Certain people have very, very stubborn and strong habits. And no matter how much they are advised, that what you are doing may be inconsiderate to people, what you may be may be inconveniencing people. But because that is an action or it's because it's a habit that has persisted over years, rather than accept that perhaps there is a better way to do this for the best interest of everybody, they still remain fixated on this is how we did it all these years and this is how we're going to do it now. So time must give us wisdom. Where if we take the same approach to something which is yielding unsuccessful results, then stupidity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. So sometimes a change of approach is needed. You know, every problem is solvable. Every problem is solvable. We just have to look into the Quran and the Sunnah. But sometimes you find that the problem is not the problem. The problem are people's attitudes to the problem. When you do not have the correct attitude to approach and resolve the problem, it will always remain a problem. So before we look at the nature of the problem, let us adjust our attitudes to approach it differently. Now, I just want to go through the months we need to care. So this is, this is more informative, inshallah. So we have that I spoke about the months. Now we have the Hijri calendar. So the Hijri calendar that we are in currently is the year 1444 AH. Many of us will see AH in the calendar, but we do not know what it means. AH means after Hijra. So this deduces that the Hijri calendar had commenced at the time of the Hijra of the Prophet and the migration of the Prophet from Makkah to Makkah to Medina to Minawara. That is when the Hijri calendar had commenced. And the background of this is something which is very beautiful as well. At the time, this was implemented during the time of Sayyidina Umar where 
they were a misery that were being sent to governors with months where certain taxes were uh, 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 up for correction or certain zakat payments need to be made, but in one was not specified and due to the emissary at times being delayed to unforeseen circumstances, it was reaching the recipient and they would see the money they did not know which year it was referring to. So this was obviously a something that perplexed Sayyidina Umar So as we have he endeavored to create a system of calculating years and reporting for the sake of posterity for the future generations. However, his problem was that he did not know where the Hijri calendar should commence from. But he wanted to attribute it to the status of the Prophet and some significant event in the life of the Prophet. So when he looked and considered the birth of the Prophet, he said, That is what you need to the Prophet because many prophets that had preceded the Prophet were also born. And so therefore it's not exclusive to the Prophet. He looked at the revelation of the Quran and when that comments, and he said, Well, that is also not exclusive because Allah Jibri books prior to the Prophet. So he was thinking, where do I commence this calendar from? What was so significant? And this is the beauty of the Quran. Remember that the Sahaba retained the Quran in order that we see today. So when he looked at this verse of the Holy Quran, where Allah speaks about the months, if you look at a verse after that, here Allah Subhanahu speaks about the hijrah of the Prophet that is a very long ayat, it's a different explanation, but here Allah Ta'ala speaks about that episode in the cave with Sayyidina Abu Bakr which occurred during the hijrah. And so when Sayyidina Umar who looked at one verse and subsequent to that he saw the other verse, this is known as the Nazam or the literary construct of the Quran. And he says, by virtue of that, it is indeed a sign from Allah that when Allah speaks about the months, if we are going to start calculating in years, and thereafter Allah Ta'ala speaks immediately about the hijrah of the Prophet and this is how the year of Hijri years became calculated from the time of Sayyidina Umar So we conclude. Alhamdulillah, we spoke about months, we spoke about years, let's speak about days and speak about a specific day, which is the day of Yom Jumah. And that is earlier, I think this is really imperative for us to remind of ourselves of why we come to the house of Allah on Friday in congregation. Because the house of the years are very refined that people appreciate less importantly. The people feel it's just a meeting place, it's something that we have to do and once we conclude our salah in the masjid, then we go out into the world and life continues as normal. Sometimes we bring the thoughts of the world into the house of Allah and it does not leave our minds. And our hearts are very inclined to the worship of Allah, they are regular sitting in the house of Allah. So therefore we go to Surah Jum'ah and this is for emphasis. Ayat Al-Mentions, when we talk about this specific day, Ya ayyuhallazina amanu izanu diyalis salati miyumi jum'a fas'aw ila zikri yaay wazalu bayna zayitum khayru yakum in kuntum ta'alim Oh, so is a full belief Izanu diyalis salati miyumi jum'a When the adhan and the call on the day of jum'a is sounded fas'aw ila zikri yaay Hasten to the remembrance of Allah, Razakri Day, and see all sale transactions. So firstly, remember the Adhan. In the time of the Prophet there was only one Adhan. For 
the day of Jum'ah. And that was the azan that was given prior to the khutbah where the Mu'adhim stands in front of the one who is delivering the khutbah. But the first azan which we know today, prior to the second azan, that was implemented during the time of Sayyidina Uthman because Islam was growing and expanding. And so therefore there were people who were living on the outskirts of Medina to Mulawara. So Sayyidina Uthman order to give them sufficient time to come to the masjid for the khutbah of Jummah and the salah of Jummah implemented as the first azan. So here the first azan now becomes that azan where that we will hasten through the remembrance of Allah. Now remember, remembering Allah is manifested physically, but it is endorsed mentally. Understand the difference? We store it physically, but remembering Allah, when you want to remember something, we don't scratch our legs. When you want to remember something, it takes place in our mind, because this is our powers of recollection right here. So what is Allah saying? That when you hear the sound, or you hear the call for the day of Jum'ah, you know you are stuck in traffic on Sparks Road and you're not expecting anybody to break the rules of the road and drive on the oncoming lane because the rest of that I have to rush to the masjid. No, we still going to be fine for that. However, what it means is that the mind must now be diverted. If the body is stuck in one place and the body is static and it cannot move, it is stagnant because you are stuck in traffic, let the mind move because the mind is not limited time and space. So let the mind start thinking about the remembrance of Allah. So when you hear the Adam start thinking about Allah, start remembering Allah, rather obeying and stop all forms of transaction. This is also a very deep argument, but the Alhamdulillah state that if one is able to stop any transaction of sin and have trust and tawakkal in Allah, then Allah Ta'ala will give him 70 times more blessing if he prolongs or delays his sins to after he has fulfilled his obligations on the day of Jumaq. But Allah says, when you have completed your salah, then go forth into the world. Seek from the blessings of Allah Ta'ala conditionally. But still, once you have left the doors of the masjid, seek your provision in the world, seek your sustenance in the world, conditionally do not allow the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to dissipate from the mind. The body is performing salah, when it leaves, it will engage in worldly activities, but the mind can still retain the memory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is, there's always a practice of a sahaba of the Prophet Sayyidina Iraq bin Malik. When he used to finish salah for Jum'ah, he used to stand at the doors of the masjid, and he would say that, Allahumma inni ajabtu da'wataka, that, oh Allah, I have responded to your call on a Friday. And that which you have made compulsory upon me as a salah, I have performed that salah and I have fulfilled that obligation. One shelter, and now I am going forward, Kama Amartani. I'm going out into the world to look for my provision as you have commanded me to do. And since Ya Allah, I have did what you have asked. Now you provide for me from your bounties because you are the best of providers. And he used to stand at the doors of the masjid, make this dua, and then he used to go out into the world and he used to become very, very successful in any uh, business transaction that he conducted thereafter. So Brothers and sisters in Islam, obviously we are in great months, we are here on a great day. 
and inshallah we make sure that Allah Ta'ala grants us the tawfiq to understand that our lives are going day by day that with the traversal of time we have to ask ourselves if Allah gives us the same opportunities every year at the same time with the same form of rewards how much are we inclined to take that or are we too distracted by the life of the dunya to recognize the opportunities that Allah Ta'ala is offering us? So these are the great months, inshallah, Zulqaada, sacred month of Islam. Do good in this month, try and abstain from evil, the good is your word of law. But if you commit evil, then it is more punishment from Allah Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala save us from that, inshallah. Very quickly, brothers. There are two invitations. We are asking a free box family of Imam Box meets to invite some new family to Mawlubi Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Gali Sharif and Sali Sarah. Jalsa of Haji and Mr. Osman Ghafur Box and I'm going to the date uh, commences from today, the 26th until the 28th May 2023. Uh, there's a program today and there's a program on Sunday as well. We'll tell us on the notes of all the information. Second, the May second is the Basmik Shirahi Fakir Chishti International. Invites one of all again to be in the Bisa Rawson. And the old Shalif of the Khwaja Sayyid Nizamuddin Awliya, where the Allah Zahani has the Khwaja Sayyid Nubali Shah Chishti Nizamuddin Habibi, Rahimullah Ta'ala, inshallah, this will take place on Saturday, the 3rd of June, 2023, at the David Yandra Hall in Ashwagandha Devil. So please, these are open invitations, which will be placed on the notice board. Not being given a list of those who passed um, during this week, but we will make you inshallah for all those who passed during the morning, and Allah Ta'ala grant them the highest maqam in Jannah to Fidus, especially Request for Dua Shifa for Umar Imam Sayyid and all those who are ailing, we are let down back to Shifa Kamil Ajila, inshallah. Please do not forget to contribute generously to the masjid, but we will stand and perform our sunnah, inshallah. Then it's peaceful, most fellow and from the best. Jazakallah. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم يا معشر المسلمين رحمه الله قد ورد في الخبر عن سيد بشره أنه قال إذا سعد الخطيب على المنبر فلا يتكلم من أحدكم ومن تكلم فقد لغى ومن لغى فلازم عتله فأنصتوا رحمة الله قلت يا أبو
على سائر الايام ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فيا ايها المؤمنون رحمنا ورحمكم الله تعالى اوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله عز وجل في السر والاعلان فان التقوى سلام هو الايمان واذكروا الله عند كل شجر وحجر واعلموا ان الله بما تعملون بصير وان الله ليس بغافل عما تعملون فان السنن هي الانوار وزينوا قلوبكم بحب هذا النبي الكريم عليه الصلاه والسلام فان الحب هو الايمان كله على لا ايمان لمن لا محبه له رزقنا الله تعالى اياكم بحب هذا النبي الكريم عليه الصلاه والسلام اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فمن يعمل مثقال ذره خيرا يره ومن يعمل مثقال ذره شرا يره بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القران العظيم ونفعنا واياكم بالايات وذكر الحكيم انه تعالى ملك كريم جواد ذو الرؤوف الرحيم اقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المؤمنين والمؤمنات انه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله لا سيما على اولهم بالتصديق وافضلهم بالتحقيق امير المؤمنين سيدنا ابا بكر الصديق رضي الله تعالى عنه وعلى اعدل الاصحاب مزين المنبر والمحراب امير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله تعالى عنه وعلى جامعي القران كامل الحياء والايمان امير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله تعالى عنه وعلى اسد الله الغالب امام المشارق والمغاربه امير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن ابي طالب كرم الله تعالى وجهه الكريم وعلى بنيه الكريمين ابي محمد الحسن وابي عبد الله الحسين رضي الله تعالى عنهما وعلى امهما سيده النساء فاطمه الزهراء رضي الله تعالى عنها وعلى سائر الصحابه اجمعين اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا يا مولانا وجعلنا منهم اللهم اخذل من خذل دين سيدنا محمد 
صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا يا مولانا ولا تجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم ودعوه يستجب لكم ويذكر الله تعالى أعلى وأولى وأعز وأجل وأتم وأهم وأعظم وأكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون صفوا صفوا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاة حي على الفلاة قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين يا أيها الذين آمنوا أوفوا بالعقود أحلت لكم بهيمة الأنعام إلا ما يتلى عليكم غير محل الصيد وأنتم حرم إن الله يحكم ما يريد يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تحلوا شعائر الله ولا الشهر الحرام ولا الهدي ولا القلائد ولا القلائد ولا آمين البيت الحرام يبتغون فضلا من ربهم ورضوانا وإذا حللتم فاصطادوا ولا يجرمنكم شنآن قوم أن صدوكم عن المسجد الحرام أن تعتدوا وتعاونوا على البر والتقوى ولا تعاونوا على الإثم والعدوان واتقوا الله إن الله شديد العقاب الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين 